Welcome to the Loop Lifestyle Podcast, the number one podcast for diabetics who want to have their cake pop and eat it too. I'm your mentor, Stephanie Johnson. This podcast is recorded live on Instagram. We cover health, wealth, and relationships, the blueprint for transforming your life. So grab a pen and paper, take some notes. I hope you find some value in the information I'm sharing. Let's get into it. Welcome to Tilt, Transform Your Life Tuesday. I'm your mentor, Stephanie Johnson. We talked about turning toward each other in last week's episode, when there's a bid for connection, and I'm sharing some more ways that we add spark to our relationship. The first way is through surprise. Relationships and living with people can become pretty mundane and predictable. We do the same things day in and day out. It's very predictable. We know what every day is going to look like. There isn't much excitement going on. We know how each other is going to respond in a given situation. We start to have these like canned responses to scenarios when things come up and it can put us in a place where issues never really get resolved and it just pushes us further and further apart. And when that happens, it can really make you feel less and less connected. We found that we didn't have a ton of different arguments or things to have conflict over. We really just had a few that were always on repeat. When my husband started responding in new and different ways, it was really impactful to me. I remember laying in bed one night and we started up with some disagreement that I knew was going to put us in a foul mood. And then he responded differently than usual. He de-escalated and said something kind and different, and it surprised me. I was literally taken aback and relieved, and it sparked this feeling of connection, like we were both on the same side again. He surprised me by breaking the monotony so we could go down a new path. Adding in some surprise to your relationship, whether it's in the form of responding differently to conflict or in some other way, it can really spark that feeling of connection. We wanted to get out of just going through the motions in life and create some real quality time. Anything to shake it up, playing different music, sitting in different places, it doesn't have to be something huge. Just mix things up once in a while and that allows you to hit reset. When we first enter a relationship, there's that novelty aspect. Then as the time goes by, we pivot into that predictable stage. I really like to pivot things back to that novelty stage, feeling Once in a while, you know, just by planning little surprises, just by doing something small. And you can do small things often. That's what's so great about them. When we first entered our relationship, we were around each other when we were feeling our best, right? We could choose when we felt up to presenting our best selves and choose to engage at those times. But what people don't tell you is that once you're married or you move in with someone, now you're around that person all the time. And through the times when they're feeling good and when they're feeling bad, you're there. As someone with a disability and a chronic illness, it's important to me to maximize my connections during the times when I'm feeling good. Something that has been really difficult for me is incorporating play. When I'm prepping for a competition or going to work, I know how to do that work. But when you work in a relationship, it's not the same kind of work. It's hard to measure what the work is. Working on a relationship doesn't mean having long, drawn-out conversations that are intense and draining. Working on a relationship involves sharing many aspects of your life, including play. I love being reminded that we can play at any time for any reason. The play is the work. Improving our relationship meant me participating more in play and being less serious, less intense with my interactions. It's so important to have fun with your partner just like you would a best friend when you were a kid. 
So we had to find small ways to build play into our relationship and structure our environment to accommodate that play. For us, that was putting crash couches, aka oversized beanbags in the living room and making the space welcoming for jumping and playing with our son or chilling and watch movies or playing video games together as a family. Playing games on apps can also help you grow relationships too. My mom lives in another state halfway across the country and she loves playing words with friends with us over the phone because, you know, we're in different states, but it's a good time to play together. Playing with each other is actually team building. For me, playing just means participating. I'm not concerned about who's winning because if someone is winning, someone is losing, and you don't want anyone losing in the relationship. It's the participation that matters. You want to prolong the game, aka the relationship. So as long as you're playing together, it's not over. I've noticed that when it comes to some things, I know my husband really well, but there are also things that I assume that may not be accurate. So asking questions is the way we get to know each other. Instead of me taking on all the responsibility to plan out the perfect connection activity, I can ask, hey, what would make this time together special for you? Get really curious and ask questions. You can download the Gottman Card Deck app from the App Store if you need ideas. It's a really good one. Look at the love maps and start there. They have some really good questions on there. Get curious on purpose. Be intentional about asking questions. I know my husband changes over time, so he may have answered a question one way, but now his answer may have changed, and I'll never know if I don't ask questions. In the beginning of our relationship, we were really curious about each other. We asked all the questions until we had enough information to decide we were going to get married. Then we just kind of stopped asking those questions, not realizing that some of those answers would change over time. A big one for me was that I kept assuming that my husband hated the color green because when he was in the military, he said he hated green. Well, he's been out of the military for about eight years now, and guess what? He couldn't figure out why I kept saying he hated green. So things change. It's always good to check in with each other. You don't have to ask super deep questions. Just ask questions and have fun with it. Reintroduce curiosity and discovery. When we assume we know everything, we start to be certain. And if we're certain of it, that leads to predictability, which leads to roommate syndrome. Rituals are something that we created so that we didn't have to put a ton of thought into how we connect. So while rituals are predictable, they're a different kind of predictable than what you experience in everyday life. A ritual has more meaning associated with it. So no matter how busy we get, we have these rituals that provide us with predictable ways to connect. Rituals mark time and they make meaning. So we put into place things that are unique to us. When we miss it, we miss it. So we put it into our schedule, things that fit our style, and they really revolve around departures and reunions. Departures, I'm really good at. I pop up and we have some time that we spend together before he leaves for work every single day, and we don't miss it. Then when he gets home, I'll be the first one to say that I am the worst about the welcome home. I'm usually running around like a chicken with my head cut off, I'm super absorbed and laser focused on whatever I'm working on, and I just can't bring myself to tear away from my work to go and make that connection meaningful. It's something that I have to work on and that I've been diligently working on and I will continue to work in that area. The next departure is bedtime. And that one's hit or miss for us as well. Sometimes we're so tired out that we're falling asleep in random places all over the house. Or I have my evening routine of my snack and watching a show before bed that helps me unwind. And he has a podcast that he likes to listen to. So we're in different rooms and, you know, sometimes I'm just not feeling well or we fall asleep early. So there's a lot of times where we miss that connection and it's definitely an area where we can improve. 
then when we wake up, we're together again. There's that reunion. And this is an area where, again, I'm pretty good at this time of day. I usually wake up about 30 minutes before he has to get up so that I can spend that time awake with him. So there are these four transition points where we can connect and have a short ritual. It can just be a hug or a high five or whatever you want it to be. Our ritual is some form of physical touch at each of these times. Finally, kissing is another way to get the biggest bang for your buck in your relationship. A six second kiss is a kiss with potential. Six seconds is a long time and it sparks that feeling of connection because you have this privilege that no one else has, right? I get to hang out in your face. No one else gets to be in your space like I do. Your body secretes these bonding hormones around the six second mark and if you're not ready for that, maybe try a 60 second hug. Kissing is a part of our ritual. Before he leaves for work, I lean in and I hang out in his face for a minute. And really incorporating the six second kiss to welcoming him home has really helped improve that connection. I've been working toward that when he gets home from work. When we're working to nurture our relationship on purpose, we give each other attention and affection and treat each other with kindness when dealing with conflict. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Tilt, Transform Your Life Tuesday. I appreciate every single one of you. And if you're struggling, fill out an application at the link in my bio on Instagram at the underscore cranky underscore pinky, and we'll have a chat to see if I can help. Have a great night, and we'll chat soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you very much. If you love this episode, please take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Tag me at the underscore cranky underscore pinky for Instagram and at the cranky pinky for Facebook. You can find the application for mentoring at the link in my Instagram bio at the underscore cranky underscore pinky. Get your application in. We'll have a chat and see if you have your cake pop and eat it too program is right for you. Until next time, stay in the loop.